Live streaming Hello is on. Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is April the 21st, 2020. Strong hand, long term thinking, buy and hold Bitcoin. Don't FOMO on alts. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. One Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. Unconfiscatable. I'm offended by selling. All right, dudes. Check out all the links below this Friday. Hello, my elite friends. If you have questions, I've got answers. Type in the questions. There's time for questions today in the chat. Uh, I want to remind everyone, this Friday is this week in Bitcoin. It's going to be at 11 a.m. East Coast time. So all you Europeans will be able to watch it. Uh, Alex Spetsky will be on this past Friday. Link to below. We had a great this week in Bitcoin. So uh, do check. Brecky von Bitcoin was on, and who else? I have them. I have them listed there. Anyway, follow me on Twitter. T e c h b a l t. David Bennett and Stefan Levera. How could I forget them? So we're got three weeks in a row of having Australians on the show. This will be the third week in a row. All right, dudes. You are not victims. You are not slaves. Remember that. Okay. Remember that we've got a lot of that mentality going on today. That is very unfortunate. Now, over in Snitchland, we got Brad Glaringhouse. He's the guy behind Ripple. Ripple made a big announcement. They're going to sue YouTube. <laughs> because apparently on YouTube, now I don't see these things on YouTube. I they're X, they're, they're XRP giveaways that are fake. People make videos and say they're going to give away XRP if you send them XRP. I mean, it sounds exactly like the Ethereum giveaway stuff that was on Twitter a year and a half ago, two years ago. Did Ethereum sue Twitter? Okay. Is there even an, an Ethereum that can sue Twitter? Really? I mean, there's the Ethereum. I mean, there's Vitalik, I guess. He, he could sue he could sue Twitter. But this just shows you, again, how Ripple is a company. Ripple's got a, a guy in charge of it. They don't like uh, some videos that are made about their coin. So they're going to sue YouTube. So the, I partially, this is the, obviously, it's a marketing ploy. It's it's PR. It's a, it's to a get attention. Hey, look, we're a powerful uh, entity. We can sue another powerful entity. Buy our uh, pre, uh, pre-mined coin. What? You know, but it's he. It's such so snitchy, man. It's just like, dude. No, you, Ripple YouTube isn't causing your problems, Ripple. Now, I'm not a big fan of YouTube or anything like that. But I mean, it's it's. So let, let's read what uh, Brad has to say here. Okay, and it's the the official Ripple uh, release is linked to below. The official uh, the the Coin Telegraph article. You can read all about this nonsense if you want to. But there are implications here for, for all of us, even in Bitcoin land, okay? So I'll, I'll get into that. But it seems like Brad Brad wants to be everybody's daddy. And I, I guess in this, he says, in times like these, when consumers really feel vulnerable, ooh, be scared, it's more important than ever to protect people from these rampant scams. I mean, people... Y- if people can't understand that, like, you watch a video and it says to send Ripple and you're going to get more Ripple, if they think that's real, I mean, they don't need protection. Come on, let them learn the hard way, dude. 
I mean, are you are you their daddy? You're saying this stuff. You're virtue signaling. I want to protect the world. You know, you think this is going to be good for your coin? All right, great. Um, but it, it, it shows how and some people are falling for it. They're like, yeah, thanks for sticking up for us, Brad. You're so great. <laughs> Ripple. So I mean, I don't know. Those might be fake accounts too on Twitter. I've never met a person in real life who is like a real Ripple fan. Never. Now there's a dude out there, Adam Charles, who uh, I guess studies uh, cryptocurrency related media and definitely has his eyes on YouTube. And he's tweeted out a few things that I linked to below, a few comments about uh, this uh, situation with Ripple. And he is worried that uh, it's going to cut down such a lawsuit. YouTube will just be like, okay, Ripple, we don't know what you are. You're suing us. You've got something to do with cryptocurrency. Okay, you know what we're going to do? We're, this is a pain. We don't care about cryptocurrency at all. We'll just ban everything that has Ripple in it or anything that has cryptocurrency. We just won't have anything to do with this anymore. And that's it. That's it. There will be no more lawsuits uh, because we don't, we don't need to deal with this. And he thinks that will hurt Adam not me, Adam, but this other Adam thinks that uh, not having videos out there will hurt uh, mainstream adoption. Now, I, I don't agree with that, but the what Ripple is Ripple—they're short-term thinkers. They they possibly think that okay, we're suing YouTube. They're going to get rid of all the rip the fake Ripple stuff out there. Fake Ripple stuff. What's the difference between fake and real Ripple stuff? I don't even know. But they're going to get rid of all the fake Ripple stuff out there. And uh, the world will be saved. But Ripple doesn't, I guess they don't get it. Like, it's easier for YouTube just to get rid of all the Ripple stuff, okay? You're suing us. We're just going to get rid of all of it. That, that's it. You know, that, that, there's that, and that solves Ripple's problem. There'll be no more fake Ripple videos anymore because there'll be no more Ripple videos anymore. There'll be no more cryptocurrency videos anymore. So not definitely short-term thinking on uh, Ripple's part. Uh, they, they, they definitely... Uh, and maybe they'll withdraw the lawsuit. Maybe again, this is all marketing just to make everybody warm and fuzzy. Oh, we're taking on mean YouTube and, uh, we're protecting the people who fall for, <laughs> for, you know, sending, uh, sending ripple to people to get more ripple and et cetera, et cetera. Now, uh, and I, I so I'll read, I'll read Adam's comments. If Google purges crypto content from their platforms, including YouTube, and he thinks that it, it just won't be YouTube since Google owns YouTube, that Google will purge crypto from everything, you know, anything dealing with advertisements, et cetera, et cetera. Then the concept of mass adoption is basically dead. You better believe that without the onboarding of new users, that all crypto projects will bottom out to some degree. Ripple will get the blame. Okay, dude. Uh, I don't think that it'll hurt, it'll hurt the mass adoption of Bitcoin at all, just because they're no more. If YouTube takes it to the extreme and says, okay, we're not going to have any more cryptocurrency videos anymore. I don't think that'll hurt the mainstream adoption of Bitcoin. I think it will hurt the some of these sketchy altcoins. People won't be able to pull off BitConnects as easily as they used to. Okay. It'll hurt some altcoins. If, if, now, I, and I don't want YouTube to ban all, uh, please. I, of course, I don't want YouTube to ban all cryptocurrency. And, and, uh, but but if, if God forbid they did, then uh, you know it, it would not hurt Bitcoin. I, I disagree with Adam on that, but it, it would it definitely will hurt some uh, altcoins, especially the, the shadier ones. 
Uh, and BTC Sessions had the best comment on this. Looks like someone is cutting into their profit margins by sweeping up all the gullible money. Pound that like button. All right. So maybe, maybe indeed, that's what Ripple is worried about, that, uh, it, that they're, there's a lot of gullible people that are sending their money to uh, these fake Ripple when they should be sending it to the, the real Ripple. I don't know. Okay, let's see if uh, let's see if we got any questions over here before we start uh, talking about BlockFi real quick. All right, now we got some uh, interesting dudes. Oh, okay, okay. Why are you again? Okay, good. This guy's making a comment. Remember, Zionism is the uh, belief that my name on here is proud Zionist Jew. Someone someone had a ridiculous comment about Zionism. That's not that's not what this show is about. You can ask that on the. Uh, the Beyond Bitcoin show, but I am a proud Zionist Jew. I believe that the land of Israel, that the Jewish people have a homeland and it is the land of Israel. That is all Zionism is. There's all these other people that believe like Zionism is taking over the world and it's so ridiculous. I mean, the things you, <laughs> but I'm not going to sue YouTube because there's crazy people saying the crazy things about Jewish people. That's uh, again, uh, this is where the big boys play. Let people uh, figure it out on their own. Okay. Um, all right, so let us uh, let's 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 move on here. But and it's just it's crazy. I mean, the the uh, just what people think of what Zionism is. It's such a simple concept, and people should be proud. Proud Zion. I am a proud Zionist Jew. I, that name also, you know, it is. I, I've said this before. I made a, I made this backup channel a long time ago because I knew. I thought one day we might have issues. Uh, and I also thought that I'd make some, and, and you never know, I, I'll probably make some more Beyond Bitcoin shows that deal with Israel, the glorious state of Israel, long live, uh, and the uh, and, and, and Jewish, uh, <laughs> Jewish uh, matters, I guess, because there's so many people that think they, that they've got all sorts of opinions about Judaism. But uh, yeah, I picked the name because I'm like, this is who I am, but I know this will trigger so many of these people who are, you know, conspiracy theorists, et cetera, et cetera. So dude, with the question, I'm glad I, I triggered you. Definitely ask uh, such things on the, the, the Beyond Bitcoin show. But uh, yeah, I, I, I love the name of this channel almost as much as, I mean, I, I think I love it more than the Bitcoin Meister channel. They're, they're both pretty creative names. I, I like this. All right, pound that like button and let us move on to the, the BlockFi issue. And if you've got questions, guys, uh, definitely uh, stick stick with the crypto stuff here and you can ask other questions on the Beyond one, but uh, get definitely get my attention. All right, so, and check out the, of course, this. BitcoinToTheMoon.com, uh, my, my buddy down in Australia. Now, moving back, and he's been to Israel before, you know, trying to tie everything together there. <laughs> it's funny. There are a lot of guys I've met through, uh, a lot of non-Jewish guys, quite a few, not, not a, uh, uh, a substantial amount of non-Jewish guys that I've met through uh, Bitcoin uh, that have been to Israel. Good good for them. It's a, it's a fun time. It's a fun time on the beach in Tel Aviv, baby. All right. And I do look forward to returning there. It's uh, unfortunate we have all these uh, travel restrictions between all the glorious countries of the world. Uh, and some countries more glorious than others, obviously. Let's get back to the topic here, and that is BlockFi. So I got an email from, from a guy uh, 
mentioning US dollar coin and how at BlockFi you can get 8.6% uh, interest on your uh, US dollar coin there. If you, if you give them US dollar coin and that's the most you, you can get a uh, 2% or 5% on, on your Bitcoin. But we're going to talk about what, what he said here uh, because he made a comment about uh, this week in Bitcoin. We were talking about why are stable coins uh, usage? Why is it going up? And something that we didn't talk about is that some people buy the stable coins so that they can give it to an outfit like uh like BlockFi and get interest. And we did not talk. And he's absolutely right. There are people probably, and he said he's, this person said he's one of them. He gets, he buys a stable. He's got extra cash laying around. So he turns into stable coins. And so he'll get 8.6%. And that's why he bought uh, stable coins. So I agree with him. Yes. And I'm going to read you what I wrote. Yes. I think you are correct that uh, there are others who think if I put this US dollar coin on BlockFi, I get 8.6% versus 1% of whatever you would get in, in a fiat bank. Because again, with your fiat dollars, what are you going to get? 1% in the bank if you're lucky. So people think, well, uh, this is better than the regular fiat world. Uh, I, instead of 1% uh, on my dollars, I'm going to get 8.6% on my dollars. And it sounds like a great deal when you are thinking in fiat terms. The problem is that anyone who does this has to believe that next year for Bitcoin is not going to be very good because you should be thinking in Bitcoin. So let me get into this. Let's say that Bitcoin is worth $7,000 today, okay? So you have $7,000. You happen to have $7,000 cash laying around and you decide to buy $7,000 of US dollar coin. You give it to BlockFi. You get your 8% return. So you end up at the end of the year, again, this is all rough math and you can get more specific with compounding interest, I know, you end up with $7,560 worth of stablecoin at the end of the year. So if Bitcoin is worth less than $7,560, including all the crypto dividends that would cut, that might come with that uh, Bitcoin in the next year, then you've, you've come out, uh, you've come out ahead. Okay. In, in your, for you dudes that are valuing your wealth in fiat. Okay. But I mean, and, and this is a big, but if in one year, one Bitcoin is worth more than $7,560, then you, you're better off just buying the one Bitcoin today for $7,000, okay? And, you know, in theory, you could buy the dips along the way and you, you, with, with your interest that you get every week and you can manage it a little bit better. But then being worth it and you could, you could end up with more than one Bitcoin in theory, like a little bit more than one Bitcoin. So you can make an argument that, you know, I, I'm good at managing the interest, et cetera, et cetera. But here we go. The, the, the basic argument is this. If you think that Bitcoin is going to be worth $10,000 in a year, all right, you might as well just buy one now instead of ending up with stable coins plus the interest and uh, that won't be worth one Bitcoin in a year, okay? And you're going to, with that stable coin interest that you earn, you're going to have to pay taxes, on that because obviously uh, the IRS is going to, uh, well, BlockFi will report you to the IRS. I mean, they're a law-abiding company, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So there you go. It is not, don't get tempted by that 8.6% interest rate. Value your wealth in Bitcoin. Unless you think Bitcoin is going to be worth, you know, you, you could do better on stable coins with the interest 
it, than, uh, than Bitcoin in the next year, the year of, of the halving. Okay. You, I mean, that, I mean, and that's fine if you think that's the way, but also you got, you have to pay taxes on that. And you're not valuing your wealth in Bitcoin. You're not, you're not taking into account the uh, crypto dividends. Like, like who knows what will come along in, in, in the next year that uh, a benefit for holding that Bitcoin compared to holding that state. And another thing, another thing to understand here. You're, some of you are going to say, well, how about this, Adam? I buy my Bitcoin for $7,000 today. I give it to BlockFi, my Bitcoin, and then they pay me 3% interest or whatever they pay. And I end up with 1.03 Bitcoin at the end of the year. How about that, Adam? That, that, that's pretty darn good. And again, you have to trust BlockFi there. You have to trust. And, and they're not giving you your crypto dividends along the way either. So again, control your own private key. Don't think in this fiat mindset when you're thinking about, hey, BlockFi is going to pay me more for my dollars, and, and they are in terms of interest than the bank is. Just think about what your Bitcoin is worth now and what your Bitcoin is worth in, in the future, in, in a year. All right. Now, with all that, let's uh, pound that like button and move to CoinMetrics uh, report. They have assessing the long-term fallout from Crypto's Black Thursday, and that was on March the 12th when everybody started panicking over the, the virus and eh, everything was being shut down and people needed to, silly people, uh, needed to sell their Bitcoin because they needed cash to pay off. Who knows? But here's the long-term, what is the long-term fallout from now over a month ago? What, what, did, what did these guys think the long-term uh, fallout was? Well, it wasn't a very good day for BitMEX that day. BitMEX futures, there was all sorts of horrible problems. And since then, people who love to gamble on futures and do that nonsense have moved over to Binance. So that day was good for Binance, bad for BitMEX. Okay, another thing that day that happened that day, there were so many people trying to move Bitcoin around that day that the... Transaction fees for Bitcoin went up quite a bit for that day. But for two weeks after that day, the transaction fees remained high. And this is probably because the, the fee estimators out there that so many wallets use and people just blindly follow, they, they kind of got stuck on that day and kept factoring that day into what you know what it should cost because that was a that day was an anomaly or maybe that you know that 24-hour period 48-hour period was an anomaly but the estimators kept factoring it in and kept the the fees high or that the, the, the recommended fees high on, on wallets and people just blindly just use those fees again people look don't go blindly by what your uh wallet tells you to do in terms of fees i mean Dude, there, there are sites you can go to that shows you how fast it's going to take for your Bitcoin to get sent if you use certain fees. You, usually these wallets, what I've seen is they, they, they do over, overestimate and you end up paying more than you have to. And this really, this triggered that. Uh, there were high fees naturally because everyone was trying to use it, but then the estimators got stuck there and we had high fees for, uh, well, some people had high fees for uh, two weeks. All right. So there are some long-term implications. I, I would call those medium-term, but uh, well, the, the fee one was medium-term. But the uh, the BitMEX versus BitMEX futures versus uh, Binance futures that that could be a long-term implication of that day. Oh, I mean, also I got to say that uh, 
a long-term implication from that day was that uh, people that have conviction uh, picked up some cheap Bitcoin that day and are going to be uh, holding on to Bitcoin even longer. Some Bitcoin that was in weak hands is now in a, a strong hands and it's not going to go anywhere. So, all right. So uh, speaking of stable coins, we talked about that uh, before. There's a report out there. You can read it. We find no systematic evidence of stablecoin issuance driving cryptocurrency prices. And the name of the article is Stablecoins Don't Inflate Crypto Markets. Okay, they've got research. You check it out. Now, you might remember a few months ago, uh, there was a uh, proposed publication called Nakamoto.com. And it's out there. They wrote some articles. It's not just about Bitcoin. It's about cryptocurrency, altcoins, all sorts of people that have been uh, sent to the Bitcoin Inquisition right for it. All right. People were offended that they used the name Nakamoto. No one owns the name Nakamoto. I said, calm down. Well, you know, the funny thing is you go to Nakamoto.com right now. It hasn't been updated like in three months. So, I mean, people made a big deal out of it. What's it to you now? I mean, at the same time, there's something new called Citadel 21 that just started. Volume one is out. So, uh, Check it out. It's linked to below. So, and it's Bitcoin friendly. So, for all of you that were hating on Nakamoto, well, here's some, if you want to read a publication that's got long form articles or whatever, there's a Citadel 21. So, if, if, and Nakamoto hasn't updated itself for a while. Yesterday, I talked about that ego coin and that uh, crypto dividend that we got, Hex, and how it got pumped up in value. And then I sold some of it. And some people did not know that you could sell the hex. Some people thought that, you know, got so caught up in that staking nonsense that they were like, well, I signed up for it. I have to keep it for a year. No, that's not true at all. You can dump it whenever. Not some of it is staked, but who cares that you, in your mind that, that never existed. I mentioned where I sold it. And I mentioned like the wrong name. It's called ForkDelta.app. I link to it below. Be very careful, though. ForkDelta.app, you can sell your uh, your hex there, all right? We, we uh, remember a few days ago now, sounds seems like longer, DeForce, and again, never buy that nonsense. Never buy something you get for free, uh, especially something so centralized. But if you got it for free, why not? And it's, it, hey, the dude, watch yesterday's show. I talked about it. I talked about that ego coin and, and the dude behind it. And it's a, a case study in altcoin marketing. So DeForce got hacked. That was a DeFi platform. And now the hacker has returned most of the funds. So he proved the point. He could hack it. It's still not, it's not a good sign. Uh, people should learn a lesson from there. That it, it's still not decentralized. By, even though you got all your money back, which is great. I don't want people losing their money um, or most of their money back. Uh, it, it, it shows there you definitely, you, you can't trust these centralized uh, platforms. And we're talking about DeFi. We're talking about BlockFi before with its amazing returns. I mean, BlockFi could end up like uh, DeForce and the guy won't return it. Now, they're, they're different, but they are centralized entities. All right. But DeFi, BlockFi doesn't try to say they're DeFi. But DeFi tries to say they're DeFi, which they're not. They're, they're not decentralized. All right. And oil. So oil went negative yesterday. Bitcoin won't go negative on you. Okay. 
But uh, Carl Denninger, who's been great about all the virus stuff, he's also got a good, fin a great financial mind. I don't agree with him on Bitcoin. He's got an article about how oil going negative is really disturbing uh, for all financial markets. And it talks about how it could really scare other markets too. Um, if, if people don't have a limit on how much they can lose. I mean, most people think, you know, zero is the limit. That's it. I'm out. But if you can, if you can go negative now in certain uh, financial products, this is going to freak some people out. So just remember, Bitcoin will not go negative on you. Okay. That's, that's, it's, it, it, it can't go to these weird virtual, uh, I mean, it's like, the virtual world is meeting reality. You, you, what is a negative value of, a, of, a, of a, a physical entity? I mean, we're getting to this weird world. I mean, we're in this world of negative interest rates now too, which is all theoretical stuff before. And now it's hitting the real world. Bitcoin doesn't have to worry about that kind of thing. All right. But it, it's very interesting what's going on. And it, it could freak uh, all sorts of financial markets out. So good, good job, Carl Denninger. That's linked to below. And finally, we, we're, Alex Fetsky is going to be on the show uh, on Friday. I mentioned that at 11 a.m. Uh, New York time, Baltimore time. But something he, he's got a tweet out there. He says, I was mad as I'm not going to use the word. I was mad as heck and wasn't going to take it anymore. So I bought Bitcoin. And I've said this a lot of different ways before, but I'm going to say it again. If you are one of those people that are just angry at the system it's not good to be angry it's not good to be mad and a great way to take out your anger and just to get get mad to get that anger out of you is just to buy bitcoin that's a way to fight against negative interest rates and negative oil and uh who knows negative prices on houses and negative dividends on stocks whatever you might get uh punished with in in, in the uh Regular finance, you know, all the manipulation out there. You can rage against the machine as much as you want to and, and really get angry and get a brain aneurysm and be angry and shorten your life, be more prone to all sorts of viruses, or you can just take it out on Bitcoin in a positive way and buy Bitcoin. There you go. So don't get angry. Get Bitcoin. Okay, dudes, I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. I'm about to go on my Tuesday walk. It is beautiful in Los Angeles, California. Good evening, Sci-Fi, Sky, Sci-Flyer. I know you're uh, in LA. I hope you're uh, having fun. Everybody, pound that like button, bang that bell button, spread the word on Twitter. Of course, T C H B A L T. That's who I am on Twitter. New show every day. Hopefully, it'll be even earlier tomorrow. We got to get to that really early point on Friday for this week in Bitcoin. See you dudes. I'll say hi to you in the chat. Thanks a lot.